Welcome to The Spread. I'm your host, Kaz. And I am Nini. How you doing, babe? I'm good. So today's topic, slut-shaming. Oh, yeah. Sex toy. Butt stuff. Back to ethical porn. So, oh, your oh period gosh. is coming in two days. Oh, uh, my libido is higher than anybody I've ever slept with. And oh, I've slept yeah. with a lot of people. I can have sex with myself and have orgasms, right? Yeah. I just want to fuck. Yeah, and but... also, what is the norm? I'm Kaz, and I am a podcaster and a sex educator living here in Kenya. I en grönskande oas med färgstarka blommor ligger trädgårdscaféet The Arbor. Alldeles utanför går en av Nairobis trafikerade luftförorenade vägar, men det märks knappt här. Vid detta borden möter vi Cass, eller Karen Lucas som hon egentligen heter. Kvinnan som ligger bakom podden The Spread- som under de tre åren funnits vuxit till att bli en av Afrikas mest populära sexpoddar. I, I really wish I had started doing the spread a lot earlier than I did. Because sex education has always been something that I'm interested in. It's something that I didn't learn. So a lot of people in Kenya don't learn especially positive sex education. Nej, allsidig och sexualbejakande sexualundervisning i Kenya är knappast något som står på schemat i skolan. Överlag är prat om sex tabu, säger Cass. Så podden The Spread fyller ett tomrum, vilket kanske är en av förklaringarna till dess popularitet. Inget ämne är för litet eller för stort. Tillsammans med inbjudna gäster avhandlas allt från porr, orgasm, onani- slutshaming, förbjudna fantasier, sexleksaker och mycket, mycket mer. Ofta från ett lustfyllt perspektiv. Något som Cass själv säger att hon hade saknat. Hon upplevde tvärtom att människor runt omkring ofta skammade henne för att hon bejakade sin sexualitet. Och det ville hon ändra på. A lot of the sex education that is taught in Kenya is taught from a space of uh, like disease and... Uh, prevention of pregnancy and um, from a very Christian and colonized background and just like a negative way so it, it, it's, it instills fear in people and sex is such a beautiful thing uh, sex is wonderful why can't we tell people that sex is wonderful and if you have it in a safe and consensual way that you can enjoy it and you can enjoy absolutely every single aspect of your sexuality without shame You know, we should be able to tell people that. So this is why I got into sex education, because I always felt like people were shaming me for enjoying sex, like she's a slut. And so after, you know, debate, after having these, like, I don't understand it, it's such a good feeling, but why do I feel so bad? <laughs> and after, like, years and years of carrying so much, what I learned later on was Christian guilt, I learned, I started following people who were into things that I was similar to me with my sexuality and learning that there were so many people in different parts of the world that were into all of these really exciting, sexual, kinky, wonderful, pleasurable, safe, you know, people who are not shaming themselves about periods, you know, simple things like that, people who are not body shaming, fat shaming, um, trans shaming, homo shaming, you know. 
And then I, I just figured, this is the message that I want. I feel like this is my calling. This is the message that I want to teach people. I think people should learn to enjoy and love themselves the way they are and not want to change. Um, you know, men are not taught how to treat or please women. Women are not taught how to please themselves. And then women are not taught how to have conversations with their partners in order to tell them how to please them. So men are only, the only way that people learn about sex education is one, through porn. Um, and so, you know, and porn is very violent. Regeringen verkar tro att unga kommer börja ha mer sex om de får sexualundervisning. Men det är fel, säger Cass. Istället lär de sig om sex från porr. Och porr är väldigt våldsamt. Så so what would be the age, uh, do you think, the general age for starting to having sex in, in Kenya? Oh, it's, it's 13, 14. It's about the same. The only difference is there is no education around the safety of sex. So a lot of young girls are getting pregnant mm. and a lot of young girls are having abortions, yeah. back alley abortions, things that they can afford. And then for them, those who can't even afford, the ones that they can afford are doing it themselves, you know? So many young girls die because they try to put a hanger inside their vaginas. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It happens a lot. So, and yet, the government doesn't want to introduce comprehensive sexual education into the curriculum. Konsekvenserna av att sexualundervisningen är så bristfällig blir allvarliga, säger Cass. Ett problem är att många unga kvinnor blir gravida och genomgår osäkra aborter med farliga, ibland livshotande följder. So there's the, I mean, they, they, they believe that if we introduce sexual education into schools, then it's going to make people want to have sex more. And we're just like, I actually interviewed a couple of young people for an episode that I'm doing on comprehensive sexuality education, and they every like, where is the first place you learned about sex? And everyone is porn. People are learning yeah. about sex from porn, and they're still having sex. Imagine if porn was like you have to wear a condom. Imagine yeah. if in every porn video you had yeah. to wear a condom. Yeah. Or if porn said, this is how female pleasure, you can, yeah. you can yeah. do this and this. Yeah. And yeah. that oh, would never. Be, they wouldn't yeah. do that. They wouldn't give us pleasure, motherfuckers. <laughs> so, yeah, all these young people, all the young boys are learning about violence sexual violence and all the young girls are, are thinking that they need to look and sound and move and moan in that way in order to please the man. I sin podd är Cass ofta personlig och berättar öppet om egna erfarenheter av såväl sexuellt våld som njutning och sexuella preferenser. Ofta tillsammans med en inbjuden gäst. Som här i avsnittet Love is Madness- de tillsammans med sin gäst Abigail Arunda diskuterar sin egen sexlust. Also I also feel like I generally have a lower libido than average. Okay. Like my like if normal people are here I'm just like right here. <laughs> And also what is the normal? Um So normal maybe inside my circles, I guess. Like Yeah, it's really hard to be able to judge it's hard normal. To judge, I like know I'm like, hypersexual. For what is sure. Hypersexual. I I have way not not way, I wouldn't say way too much sex. But I've had tons and tons of sex. Uh my libido is higher than anybody I've ever slept with. And oh, I've slept yeah. with a lot of people. But Should like I anyone? anybody that I've ever slept with. 
and unicorn, unicorn. <laughs> and also i you know at certain points in my life i have felt guilty about the way that i have sex or like the sex that i have just situations that i get myself into that are not necessarily very safe okay and I've felt bad and I've, I've cried to my friends about thinking that I had a sex addiction and like, oh, maybe I need to be celibate. That was my reason for being celibate, which I did for about a month um, <laughs> or two. And um, But how do people judge sex addictions also? Uh, I judged it as an addiction of any kind. Like when I feel like maybe I've been binge drinking too much gotcha. okay, and okay, just like okay. that thing that makes me feel bad. Like, but did I'm, you actually feel that about the sex? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. Okay. I felt terrible, terrible, okay. you know, like one of those where you fall into a depression for a few days because of some mm. shit that you've done mm. that, that you shouldn't be feeling that way about sex. It should mm. be this beautiful thing. So, um, I've been a, a lot more clear about my sex this year mm. and only allowing, like being very strict and only allowing myself to get into situations that suit me or that leave me feeling better as opposed to like shit. Tillbaka till den grönskande oasen och trädgårdscaféet i Arbor mitt i trafiken i Nairobi. Och jag frågar Cass hur hon vågar vara så modig och frispråkig i ett land där sex är tabubelagt i det offentliga samtalet. I've always been that girl. So it wasn't necessarily a courageous step for me to make. It was just kind of like a thing that I needed to do. And I, I, there wasn't really any fear attached to the work that I'm doing because it just seemed like there's nothing wrong. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm being myself in front of other people so other people can see and be comfortable with themselves. And I, I just, I don't feel like there was any courage involved. I, I mean, other people see it that way. Other people think that I'm being courageous, but I'm just being myself. And I, de I, de I definitely do... Uh, understand when we started in the beginning it was very like can we do this can we talk about this and then there's like can we talk about this and then after a while it's just like oh people actually are here for this they want to hear about it yeah because you know? it's huge right? yes it is it's the biggest um, sex positive uh, podcast in Africa uh, how and how did you like your family react when you started because you are very personal you're also very brave talking about your own experiences and feelings yeah my family is used to me they're the ones who raised me so you know anything I do it's, it's reflects on them yeah. no but uh, I come from a very liberal family my my whole whole entire family everybody is liberal everybody is open to talking about things with sexuality everybody is understands me understands my sexuality so if you met my family you would be like oh i see i get it yeah <laughs> everyone is kind of like very cool i actually i don't know one person in kenya who has family like mine you know people who we go out partying with who we drink with who we have fun with who we talk about sex with who we make jokes with you know like i have a very cool family but I don't know anyone else who does. <laughs> jag vet att andra människor ser mig som modig för att jag pratar öppet om sex. Men jag är bara mig själv, säger Cass. Och din familj, frågar jag, hur har de reagerat? Min familj är vana vid mig, säger Cass, och skrattar. So has there been any critics from the, like, um, yeah, from... Yes. Oh, yeah. A dime a dozen. Uh, it started off with 
we were almost shut down by the Kenya Film Commission because they thought that we were promoting homosexuality. Kenya Film Classification Board, they are the board, um, they're appointed by the government, so it's a board that um, what, like, um, classifies films, specifically films, TV, it's audio, con uh, visual content. So, for example, they're the same people that banned the film Rafiki, which I'm sure you heard about, and then yes. went on to win so many awards, <laughs> and, and is go going around the festival scene. So they're, they're, the sense, they're pretty much like a censorship board. Yes. So that's, and they wanted to shut down. The they script. wanted to shut down the podcast, but it's not under their, um, their mandate. They have no, they have no, like they can't, they'd be overstepping their mandate if they tried to, because it's, it's audio production and it's, it's online. So I can do whatever I want <laughs> for now. Yeah. Have you gotten any criticism? Ja, tusen gånger om, säger Cass, och berättar att den statliga styrelsen för censur försökte lägga ner The Spread. Men i och med att den var en podd och sändes på nätet lyckades de inte. Och visst finns det en massa hatare där ute, men jag ser inte vad de skriver och jag bryr mig inte. De kommer ändå alltid hata vad jag än gör. Well, you know, it's funny. People don't re react negatively on my platform. I feel like people who come to the platform come because they've come to look for something. I feel like the, the people who are haters will go and hate on, like I'm pretty sure they, they share my content on a, on a page and say that I'm going to hell. Yeah. But I'm not a part of that group, so I don't know. But I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there who are hating. They just don't bring it to my page for whatever reason. And if they do, I block them because I'm, I'm not here for that. You know, every so often I'll get somebody say saying because my Instagram page, uh, I say I'm an ethical slut. And somebody went onto my other page, my personal page on Instagram, and said, "Ethical slut, what the fuck is that? You're you're gonna, you know, you're using this, you're using this bullshit to try and educate people. It's some bullshit." And then he unfollowed me, and I was just like, "There, there. Did nobody suck your dick today?" <laughs> yeah. So you know things like that. I'm, it's it's there like every once in a while, but I I don't get too much of it. I don't get bombarded by it. Not anymore. I used to in the very beginning when I. When I started becoming more confident and comfortable in my body and posting pictures, then people would hate on me. People would uh, send messages saying, I'm a slut, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna go to hell, God is gonna punish me, God punishes the gays, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. It's so tiring, yeah. Because that's all they do. They speak on they, their computer bullies, their, their keyboard bullies. That's all they know how to do. They don't know how to do anything else. I feel safe. I feel completely fine. That's good. Yeah. 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 And people worry. People always worry about me. Are you going to be okay? You know, I know that, they, you know, the way they are with homosexuals in Kenya. Are you going to be fine? I'm just like, we're, we're fine. We're good. <laughs> so is there any, like, progress? Do you, do you feel like there is changing? I mean, your pod must have done so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. In fact, that's the reason why I keep doing it. Because, I mean... The amount of responses that I get from people is, it's insane. Honestly, it's insane. And people saying, um, you've made me so much more comfortable to, to, you know, to talk about my sexuality and people asking questions. And, you you know, my, my, my husband and I, we listen to your podcast and, and, and you know, I've heard people saying, I hope you don't mind, but we have sex while we listen to your podcast. I'm just like, do it. Yes. Yeah. 
and just a lot of a lot of positive responses and it makes me so happy because now I want to do more okay so now that we're doing this like where can we take it next what's the next level what would and that be I think I think now um, you know I've been talking a lot more about kink and just a lot, now that people are comfortable with their bodies now let's try and figure out what kind of things you like that are outside of the norm so are you into kink Let's learn about different parts of kink, you know? Some people are very scared when they hear the word kink, they think you're going to be tied up to a bed and whipped. It's like, that's not what it is. There's so many different varieties of being kinky. There's so many different aspects to BDSM. And, you know, everybody has a little bit of kink, and yours could be, like, on level one. But, like, experiment that. And just figure out the things that you like. Det enorma gensvaret jag fått från människor är ett av skälen till att jag fortsätter göra podden, säger Cass. Det gör mig lycklig och får mig att vilja utforska vilka nya gränser vi kan passera. And also learn that as you grow older your body changes so at every single time your orgasms change. You have different erogenous zones in your body. It's just like learn just every day is learning. This like sex is so fun because like every single day you learn something new. Säger alltså Cass, Karen Lucas. Och om du vill höra mer så kan du söka på The Spread på Spotify eller Podcasts. På RFSUs hemsida finns också en länk direkt till The Spread. Du har lyssnat på RFSU-dokumentär med mig Maria Sveland. Och det här var del två av fyra i en serie om sexuell och reproduktiv hälsa och rättigheter i Kenya. RFSU-dokumentär görs av produktionsbolaget Phil Tinterland på uppdrag av RFSU- Tekniker var Christer Orreteg. Tycker du precis som oss att de sexuella och reproduktiva rättigheterna är livsviktiga och att alla människor har rätt att vara, välja och njuta och att dessa frågor ständigt behöver lyftas? I så fall får du gärna hjälpa oss att sprida vår podd. Vi behöver vara ännu fler för att göra skillnad. Bli gärna medlem eller ge en gåva. Läs mer på rfsu.se.